Welcome to Peaceful Service Pro, the podcast for done-for-you service providers and agency owners who desire both peace and profit in business. This show is for you if you want to learn how to work less, earn more, and have the energy and financial independence to fulfill your own core values and needs without burning out in business. My name is Seals Lockley, and I'm a business coach based in the UK. I've spent the past 20 years immersed in the service provider world, encompassing a career in marketing and social media, over a decade in freelancing, and latterly as a founder of my own creative agency during the pandemic. Every week, I'm here to bring you straight-talking conversations from both myself and expert guests from the industry, offering a wealth of bite-sized, no BS guidance on topics ranging from mindset and self-worth to strategies on positioning, marketing, and selling your offers. If you want to feel wildly peaceful in business and grow your profits serving clients with your expert skills, this is where we do it. Hello, love. So happy to have you here with me today for this episode of Peaceful Service Pro. Today, I want to talk about a topic which I know every single one of you is going to have been affected by because every single one of you has had a job before you started your business. If you didn't have a job before you started your business, then you must have just gone straight out of school, but that's probably going to be none of you. You're all going to have had some kind of employment before you started your own business. And what that means is that you have been conditioned in a workplace and a lot of you will have been in the corporate world. And this episode is really all about the habits that you may have picked up in that world, which are not serving you and that I want to help you to release and to purge and to lose because in order to be a peaceful CEO, which is what you want to be, of course you want to be a peaceful CEO, of course you want to grow your business, of course you want to wake up in the morning and feel at peace with your business. These habits from the corporate world are not helping you to get there and they are keeping you in a state of Oh, well, let's get into it. All of the things, the seven things I'm going to talk about right now. Okay. The first one is overworking. Really, really obvious one, but overworking is a corporate conditioned habit. Overworking, hustling, doing lots of hours, feeling that you always need to be on. This is a habit that you have picked up from the old world you worked in. You aren't just a hard worker. You believe you have been conditioned subconsciously to believe that hard work equals success. Hard work does not equal success. Yes, you need to keep working and you need to keep consistent and you need to commit, but there is a difference between commitment and working hard. Commitment is a mental and a I guess it's kind of spiritual. It's like I'm committing to the cause. I'm committing to my business. I'm committing to what I believe in. That is a a decision. Whereas hard work is just a physical exertion. And physical exertion is not the one. So you can be successful without working hard. A lot of people don't believe this. A lot of people think the only way to be successful is to 
graft and to keep doing more and to like burn yourself into the ground. I'm here to say, no, this is not how to do it. It's much better that you take five years of consistent work where you're not burning yourself out than do it all in a year and burn yourself out so much that you get completely disillusioned and want to quit entirely. So it's a long game. You don't have to work and graft. You need to commit two different things. The second thing is saying yes to things you don't want to do. This is a corporate conditioned habit because we are taught in the corporate workplace to say yes to everything. If we say no, then we are deemed to be difficult. And particularly as women, we don't want to be seen as difficult. There is this horrible, horrible situation that we have been in many, many times where somebody is asking us to do something, even though we want to do the complete opposite. And we say yes, because we don't want to be that person because we have been conditioned to believe, and this is a whole piece of psychology you can go down a rabbit hole on like me, operant conditioning, a term coined by a psychologist from Harvard University in the late 50s called B.F. Skinner. Operant conditioning is where you are basically conditioned to behave in a certain way based on the fact that if you do certain things, if you, uh, if you are responding to things in a certain way, that that will get you a either a good or a bad reaction. So it's all about your behavior and how you show up in order to get the result. Like, for example, if you do lots of, if you make lots of sales in your job, then you're going to get commission. And that's like a, it's called positive reinforcement. So it's a reinforcement that the more you do, the more you sell, you're going to get, you're going to get this commission. And um, an example of a negative reinforcement is where you maybe have been told that if you don't, if, if not everyone hands in their project, let's say on a Friday, that that means that, you know, everyone is going to miss out on, I don't know, a, a work trip the following month. That's a negative reinforcement. So it's not a punishment, but it's like a threat. And so if you say no to something in the workplace, you know instinctively that you're going to be potentially there's going to be consequences. So you don't say no, you say yes. And you just get used to saying yes all the time. Could you just do this report? Could you stay late for an hour and finish this report? Well, yeah, of course, even though I don't want to. Yeah, of course, I'm going to do that because I know that there's going to be some consequences. So yeah, saying yes to things you don't want to do is a corporate habit. You need to quit it. You don't need to say yes to things when you run your own business. If you don't want to do something, if it doesn't feel aligned for you, if you're not enjoying it, if you don't feel comfortable, if the client is asking too much of you, you're allowed to say no. Third, fawning. Kind of related to saying yes and people pleasing in, in some way, but this is a bit more of a, this is more of a trauma response, okay? So fawning is where we are silencing ourselves. We're silencing our emotions. We're pushing them down. We're not speaking up when we feel like somebody is maybe saying something we don't like or treating us in a certain way. So we're fawning to the situation. And this is a trauma response because it comes from being, having to be uh, always in a place of safety. Like it's, it's like, if I don't say anything, that's safer than saying something and causing conflict. That's why it's a trauma response. If you're struggling with this responsible coaching disclaimer, then go and speak to a therapist because this is a big problem and it can hold you back a lot. So are you fawning are you not saying things because you're worried about the consequences of speaking up? Fourth one, undercharging. 
big, big problem for freelancer service providers, agency owners. I know a lot of agency owners whose prices need to go up. <laughs> you need to charge more. You're amazing. Undercharging is not because we undercharged in our jobs, because obviously we were on a salary, right? But undercharging is relating to, related to self-worth. And in the corporate workplace, you have been conditioned to believe that your value is based on your salary. Your value is based on a number of hours that you work for a salary. So if you're looking at your colleagues and you're looking uh, at people above you and they're getting paid more than you, and you see that they are doing a really terrible job, then you're going to feel really shit about the job that you do because you're going to know that they're getting paid more than you and you're not as you're not as well rewarded. So that's going to affect your self-worth. So how this plays out when we have our own business is we don't have any concept of self-worth. We have no concept of how money and value in ourselves works because we've been around these kinds of situations, like an inequality in remuneration. We've also been in the situation where we have lived our lives paying for things by the hour. So you pay your window cleaning, you pay for your nails, you pay for a massage. Most of it's by the hour. And so we get into the habit of thinking that by the hour, we have a price tag above our head. Well, then we just add into the mix there. This is like a big soup of self-worth rubbish, like, like it is, like it's, it's all of the all of the awful conditioning, like subconscious programming and conditioning shoved into a bowl. Then we add into the mix money conditioning. So people telling you that money doesn't grow on trees and there isn't enough money to go around and we, we can't afford to do this. And, you know, the scarcity that you might have experienced in your childhood growing up. Plus the fact that you are also a woman, right? You're a woman. So somebody has conditioned you to believe that your worth is lower than a man's. So if there's a man standing next to you, do you think you should be charging as much as he is? A lot of you don't actually believe that you should be because you think that, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, only, I'm only just starting out. Well, he's only just starting out. So why does he have to get paid more? And so we are conditioned to believe that as women, we don't, we're not worthy. We're just not worth that much. And so undercharging is like this clusterfuck. Let's be completely honest. It's a clusterfuck of all of this conditioning in one big bowl, getting all mixed up together and making us feel like we just cannot ask for the money we want. All of these things are solvable. I'm saying this because I have solved these problems for myself. I have done the work to figure out why I felt so awful asking for this amount of money or charging this much money or why I felt I couldn't charge as much as you know, maybe somebody similar in my industry who's also a guy. All of those things can be resolved. But this is a big, big area that might be coming up for you. This is coming from corporate conditioning uh, at the root of it. Number five is responding. Responding on responsiveness. How you respond to others. And this can be in different, different kind of ways. If somebody asks you to do something, do you say, oh, no worries. That's corporate conditioning. No worries. No, prob no problem. No problem. I'll get that done for you straight away. Whenever I interact with anybody and they respond to me like that, I can tell that they have been in a toxic workplace. That is a 
response that comes from being afraid that you are going to be perceived as unhelpful. So you are overly helpful. No problem. Oh, yes, I'll get that sorted. I'll do that right away. Reminder that you don't need to respond like that to anyone. Also, responsiveness. So how quickly do you feel you need to respond to emails? If your emails are open all day, that is a bad habit that's come from the corporate workplace. Close your emails. Only check your email twice a day. You don't need to check your email more than twice a day. Seriously, you don't. Open it up in the morning, reply to what you need to, and then close it. And then open it up at the end of the day, reply to what you need to, and then close it. If somebody's trying to get hold of you urgently, they can phone you. And that can be like a SOS, like clients, this is the way you can get in touch with me. You can email me. By the way, I only check my email twice a day. So if it's urgent, like actually urgent, not just I need to talk to you and have you got five minutes, that's not a reason to call me. Call me, but only if it's an emergency. And this does work because clients do actually usually respect your boundaries. If they're not respecting your boundaries, guess what? You don't need to be working with them. They are not the kind of client you want to be working with. Simple as that. All right, I've got more. Number six, presenteeism. So when you're ill, do you actually stop working or do you carry on? Do you push through your illness? I remember going to work when I had the flu and it was awful. I felt like I had to be in the office, otherwise people were going to think I was a slacker. And when you run your own business, if you're sick, you need to take the time off. And this is why you save a little bit of money every month to go towards your sick pay. Because guess what? The government doesn't cover this shit because that's how fucked up our society is. I'm sorry. I just don't understand why they wouldn't do this for self-employed people as well. As you know, it, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. But when you're ill, if you have a safety net of sick pay that you have totted up, like for the year, maybe you, you guess that you're going to have up to seven days off sick, tot that up, work out how much money that needs to be to cover your costs and then put that aside either at the beginning of the year or throughout the year, you pop a little bit away every month. And that is going to help you when you need to take time off and you are like, oh, I can't take time off because I'm going to lose money. Use that pot. Also, one of your other insecurities around this might be that your clients think you're a slacker. And this is where we need to let go of that assumption, I guess. It's an assumption that people think you're lazy because you're not working. If you are ill, you are ill. You're allowed to be ill. We are human beings. Tell your clients you are unwell. Tell them when you are hoping to be back. And if there is urgent stuff to, to sort out, then make sure you make arrangements. Say to them, can we postpone that till next week? They'll probably say yes. If they, if they can't, then maybe you can help them find somebody else who can deliver the work. But please do not work through your illness. Presenteeism is a horrible, horrible thing that we've had to go through. And now you run your own business, you do not even need to go there. Treat yourself to the time off that you need to get better. And also top tip, take two more days extra than you think you need to recover fully. All right, last one. Feeling guilt for resting. Kind of similar to presenteeism, but this is all about you taking time off. I know so many people who say to me, I don't want to take time off because I'll like lose out on money. And I, I'm not very good at taking time off for myself. I just don't really think about doing it. And then when I do it, I feel guilty. I feel like I should be working in my business. Stop. <laughs> Stop right there. 
What I want you to get your head around is the fact that rest is not a treat. Rest is not something you do when you've worked hard. Going back to point number one, grafting your way to a holiday is just such an old, it's like, it's like the coal miners version of work. I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to do all lots of overtime. I'm going to earn loads of money and I'm going to basically become so exhausted that I'm going to need a holiday because I'm so exhausted. And then I'm going to get on that plane and I'm going to feel so accomplished. How about you see rest as essential? How about you don't punish yourself towards the rest period? And instead you block out all of the weeks and days that you're going to take as rest in the next year and you plan your work around that. You plan how you are going to rest and make a success of that. Like it will be a success if you take the the time off and you figure out as well how to create enough income so that you can take the rest without thinking I'm going to lose out on work and I'm not going to earn enough money. This is something I can help you with. When you work with me in coaching or in my programs, I will help you figure out what your income goal is and how that fits into the whole year, how we create the kind of income level for you within your offer suite to get you to the place where you are earning enough money when you're working and you still have time for rest. You still have time to chill out on the beach, to go for a lovely hike in the mountains, to go see family, to just relax. Because if we can't create a peaceful schedule that includes rest as an essential, then we are doing this whole business thing completely wrong. Okay, if you want to work with me in 2024, I have got availability in both OfficeSuite Oracle, my program that helps you increase your income without increasing your workload, and also have some one-on-one coaching spaces available as well. So do let me know. You can apply using the link in the show notes to work with me. Thanks for listening. I hope you found this episode helpful and I'll see you again soon. 